It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything that's happening in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti. On today's episode, we're going to go over some news. We're going to have some games. First, though, I want to thank you for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email us at GamesPlusPodcast at VentureBeat.com. You can also get us at Twitter on uh, or on Twitter at GB Decides and at GamesBeat. Um, and if you like the show, you could rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find it. Um, finally, I want to thank Carlos Ayin, who is Insane in the Rain Music on YouTube for the use of the theme song there. Uh, Mike, how you been? Oh, not bad. Had a busy week. But yeah, you've been traveling. How was that? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I think I'm able, yeah, I was able to, I'm able to say what I did. I was at a Fallout right. 76 preview event in West Virginia where the game is set. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, there's an embargo on all the coverage. So I'm not really allowed to talk about what I played yet. Right. But, that but was soon enough. Question. Soon enough. Cool. Well, I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I want to hear how the game is. I want to be able to tell everybody all about it. Um, I, uh, I feel like that game's going to sneak up on people, and it's actually going to be a, a huge holiday hit, but you would know better than I, so we'll see. Um, we'll talk about that soon, like Mike said. I uh, think we could probably just kind of hop into what we actually have been playing and can also slash talk about. Um, let's let's actually start with you, because I, I talked about my game a little bit last week, kind of want to wrap it up a, a bit this week, but you've been, you've been playing Mega Man 11, and we couldn't talk about that. Now we can. Uh, you yes. put up the review. What are your thoughts? I love it. It's great. It's definitely... Mega Man, right? Like, it, it feels good. It does all that kind of classic stuff. It, it looks really good. Like, I know some people are skeptical about the whole, oh, it's, you know, like the 3D, 2D graphics right. thing. We've been, but, we've been burned on that. Mighty Number no. 9. I mean, we've Yeah, this is not Mighty Number no. 9. Like, this game, right. it, first off, it runs very well. Like, it's Mighty Number no. 9 had all these frame and performance issues. Lots of issues, it, yeah. Even on Switch. And by the way, I played on PlayStation 4 and Switch. Like, just play the Switch version because it looks just as good and you play it portably. Yeah, so like even on there, right? Like this, it runs really well. Um, like what I really love are like the backgrounds and the details there. Like just the theming of the stages is really cool. Like, like the bosses. Like at first they seem like oh we're doing like another ice boss, right? But like his levels neat because like half of it takes place inside like a, a a natural history museum kind of thing, you know? Right. Like and like the fire guy Torchman, his level has like almost like the summer camp theme to it. That's that's really neat. And, and there's all these just kind of fun details in the background and stuff. And then the, the whole double gear system, especially that ability to kind of slow down time, really adds something that, that kind of makes this game feel a little different from the other ones, which is really neat. So, so let me ask you, is you said it's a Mega Man game. It has new stuff. Um, is it a... Does it feel like just a classic Me- Mega Man game made with some of the stuff from today, or does it feel like a game made today to sort of update Mega Man and bring him into 2018. I mean, a little bit of that. It's it's definitely still feels, you know, retro-ish. It's, it's, not, it's not so much like 9 and 10, right? Those were very much just literally we're going to make, like, a, an NES game. This is definitely much more so, like, okay, yeah, this game came out 2018. Like, you're not going to be too surprised by that. And and does it like does it sort of succeed at at being a game in 2018? Is I guess is is it fun now, or is it or does it rely on nostalgia? Oh god, I don't think it relies on nostalgia. I think that people can get into. I think this could be your first Mega Man game, for example. I mean, it's hard for me to say that kind of thing because my first Mega Man game was when I was you know like three or two. So like, who knows? But certainly, I th- I think it would be an easier jumping in point than nine or ten was. And then I I mean I guess. 
I mean, do you think I'll like it? I guess is my question. Yeah, basically. I, I like it. You were kind of having fun with with three. It's it. The difficulty yes. is almost hard to grasp because, well, first off, there's a lot more, lot of difficulty options, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with starting on one of the lower ones of those. And then, so there's like like what? There's two easy variations. Like one's easier than the other. There's normal. Then there's superhero mode, and I'm kind of working my way through superhero mode fun. You know, I mean, right now. And it's fun because it basically, like, not only are, like, the damage values, like, different, but there's just, like, enemies do not drop health pickups. Like, the one-ups and E-Tanks that would be hidden in levels aren't there anymore. And the bosses even have some, like, harder patterns and stuff. The one thing that sort of trivializes difficulty in in every mode is that, like, this the little in-game shop that you can use the bolts that you get through playing the games. And and this has been in the series since 7, uh, but like this time, it just feels like you can get enough bolts just through just by playing the game. You don't have to farm through them. Like you can just buy like nine one ups, nine e tanks in between right. every level. Okay. And it, 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 there there aren't very many challenges that are so bad that you can't get through it if you can refill your health nine times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it doesn't help so much for like instant death scenarios, like spikes and stuff. So people who are going to get stuck there are still going to, you know, get stuck down to get better. But I almost wish that the tuning on this store was a little right. different. Yeah. It just sounds like extremes. Like, uh, okay. m- most of the time you'll kind of get through everything with, without a challenge. Cause you have all that health and then still the spikes, which will kill you instantly. It kind of feels like they could have smoothed that, uh, smooth that out maybe a little bit. Okay. I don't know how, I don't know right. how, but yeah. Um, cool. Any, any other thoughts on Mega Man 11? I, I, I know, um, most people do seem pretty high on, especially if they have any love for the series. I, I did hear some people who who maybe don't necessarily have the same feelings about the series as you do, saying that this sure. is their favorite Mega Man, things like that. Oh, really? um, and I, yeah, and then I've seen other people saying like, "Oh, it's it's not a modern." I think Jason Trier at Kotaku, whose thing was like, uh, "It's it's not it doesn't stand up to other modern platformers. Uh, it's kind of you know, old fashioned, and it's not, so it's not great." I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just. Like I disagree with that fundamentally, in that I don't. I think, think a lot of there are many modern platforms that are as good as like a Mega Man Three, anyways, right? right? So, I'm not right. and I think that's what a lot of people were having that response to it. Like they just they thought it was like not a, not a great take, just because. Well, I mean, if you don't like Mega Man, you don't like Mega Man, I guess, right? Or, or right. whatever it is. Yeah, sure. That's I mean, different. I think it's modern enough. I think if you changed it, I wouldn't have changed it much more than this. I'll definitely say that, right? I mean, you could do like the Mega Man X Seven, which literally had three D sections and all this stuff, and it was kind of awful, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I I don't think I would want it to be too much more different than this. Fair enough. I uh, I'm looking forward to getting some time with it if I can ever get time. I'm so busy right now, but uh, I have mostly been pour- pouring whatever time I do have into Assassin's Creed Odyssey still, just because I uh, got the review in progress up. Uh, I think I'm probably ready to just go ahead and finalize it. And my overall feelings uh, are pretty much in line with what I wrote, which was it, it, it's a great game. It really is. It's fun. It's uh, you could just keep playing it for hours at a time because it leads you so seamlessly from one one activity to the other. And each activity feels distinct and bespoke like it has a lot of its own own characteristics uh, in terms of like what your character is doing. Um, your, your character could can do a lot and feels cool. And it's, it's awesome to sort of get around this world with, with, uh, you know, whoever you pick with, you pick, um, Cassandra or Alexios. Um, and, and, and that's great. If you are looking for, uh, a, a, an evolution of the open world genre that is going to feel like it respects the concept of building a world. Uh, that's not this game. Uh, they're like, 
you get on a rowboat in this game and it flies around like a jet ski. Uh, you, you know, you, you still jump off stuff and like, it's honestly the word, like it's, it's the most disrespectful of the concept of, <laughs> of physics that the series has ever been. Like, you remember like wow. we used to jump into the barrels of hay and stuff. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. now you jump off of like it's e- equally high, to- equally high towers into basically just very tiny bushes. It <laughs> might, it might as well be a thimble. Like it's like, it's that hilarious to see it at the time. And it's like, that's this game. That's what it is. And I've been having a really good time with that. But if you go in expecting, um, uh, re- really fleshed out world, I mean, if you go in expecting what Red Dead Redemption two is claiming, it's going to be, uh, you're going to be disappointed with this. It's that's not what this is. Um, so I've been having a good time because I, I, I wanted this kind of game and it came along at the right time. And I, I think it's just, it is good no matter what. But there are some issues that I would like, like I'm when I go back to put like finalize my review, this is going to be the thing I point out the most. Uh, and I talked about it a little bit. There is a point where you, you begin having, you begin to have to grind, uh, which is a weird thing to say about an Assassin's Creed game. And at first I wasn't sure if that was because um, I was trying to rush through like, like the critical path and I wasn't doing enough of the side stuff, which I naturally would have been. But my feeling now is it seems like almost no matter what, you're gonna, everyone's going to get to a point where they um, are no longer high enough level to take on the enemies that they are encountering for story missions. And you're going to have to spend a lot of time doing stuff on the side or you could pay $10. That feels pay, empty, huh? Yeah, it's pretty bad stuff right there. That's not good. It's just a, a huge bummer. Like, because pl- I'm playing this game. I'm having a great time. I don't even mind the grinding so much until it gets to the point where I'm thinking about like, oh, they're just having me do this. They d- purposefully designed it this way so that I might get frustrated enough to the point where I will pay ten dollars. I'm surprised they even did that. Like, it's it seems it's, very. It seems clear that that's not really like yeah. It seems old fashioned. It's clear like it seems like that's not really how games are making money with those kind of things, right? Like you're just risking pissing people off. So yeah, it's it's bizarre to me that they would would do it. But yeah, and I, I mean, is. yeah, like the store wasn't active when I was uh, playing last week, so I I didn't see these things in the store uh, as an option to to buy. So my my think my thinking was just like it's just it kind of gets to this hump and you can't get get over it very quickly. I spent all day trying to get two levels to take on this uh, level seventeen guy that I just wasn't able to take on because I was level fifteen and he was too powerful, <laughs> and that was the story. I'm still not like I think some of the RPGisms of of the, the series is, is cool. I'm still not kind of convinced about that stuff sometimes. So, well, I mean I that know. that stuff isn't like because you know because you really can't get creative around that stuff. So you're right. It's that's not super great. Like you would want the option to be like if if I encounter a situation where I am level 15 and the and the guy I need to take out is level 17, I should have the tools to be able to figure it out and get creative and take them out. Uh, using systems in the game, or I could at least spec my character in a way where that's possible, and it just doesn't feel like that's necessarily the the case here. Uh, maybe it is, but but it just I wasn't going to stumble ac- across it for sure. And it seems like in most cases, most people won't either. Um, and it, and and at this point, it seems like a deliberate choice to mm-hmm. get that to squeeze that extra money. Um, and th- I mean. As far as you know, business models of trying to make extra money on the side of a game, like at this point, I, I I accept them and I'm mostly okay with them until it gets to the point where I was already having issues with the progression in the game, and now I see like, oh, you're doing it because you want more money. It, it's 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 a thing where it takes you out of the game so much, and you start thinking about your own personal finances, which is the last thing you usually want to be thinking about when you're playing a big adventurous single player game. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's not great. Uh, there, there are some, some other issues, uh, but, but that's, that's probably the biggest one. I, I mean, I would say that the game does have other problems overall that, that maybe some other people might come across, come across and say, wow, this is actually bad. Um, what I found mostly though, is, uh, there is so much in the game. The game offers so many choices about what you could be doing at any one time that you're going to naturally gravitate towards the stuff that you enjoy. Um, and you're going to make the game about doing that stuff. Uh, there's like these, uh, message boards on, uh, in, in, in each town and you can take missions from that message board. And these, these missions are very, you know, uh, much more basic than almost every other mission in the game. Like it's just, you know, go kill these animals for this person and then go tell them about it and then go, you know, go tell someone else that you did that and that's it. And it's, you know, very basic stuff. Sure. Uh, the, the characters sometimes don't even have names, which almost everyone else in the world does. Um, and, and you know what? I just didn't do those missions. Like it's super easy to ignore. And I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel like that was the reason I wasn't progressing. Cause there's other missions I could have been doing that were offering more XP and there was always more of them. Um, so, so yeah, like it, it but if that stuff's going to bother you, if you're going to feel like, well, there's one aspect of this game that feels cheap, it kind of ruins, it sullies the whole thing. Keep that in mind when you go in there. But I think for the most part, people are just going to sort of gravitate. And it sounds like that's what most people are doing because most people sound like they're having a good time. Yeah, most people seem to have a lot of good things. They're just kind of doing the stuff they like, which is a viable way to play this game. I, I really think it, it works for the most part. But yeah, that's that's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm, I'm curious, Mike. Do you have any plans to try it? Not, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I still haven't touched Tomb Raider of all things, and now I, I have a freaking uh, oh, uh, Forza because I activated my Game oh, Pass, so I have oh. that to go through. So yeah, it's a very like, good game right there. Yeah, so I got lots of things to get through. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'll work on it. Cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for what we've been playing and what we could talk about. So let's get into the news, if that's okay with you, Mike. Oh, it's always Too okay. bad. I already played the music. Whoa, I said, I said it was okay for once. Dang it. Too bad. No. All right, Mike. Um, Let's start off at the top, the top right here. So, so you were traveling. I'm curious to find out like what news you were paying attention to and what kind of uh, got by you. I, I would guess you heard about this one. Yeah, uh, I heard about this. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah, so the first one up is is uh, a new Nintendo Switch is probably coming next year, according to a report. Oh, from actually, not what channel. I thought you were talking to talk I, about. I, I, you know, I, that was at the top of the list, and I almost thought about going <laughs> with the Mega Man movie instead. <laughs> yes, that, let, that is. There it is. Let, let's talk about it real quick. I actually, let's, let's get that out of the way. Mike, how do you feel about the Mega Man movie? My guess is you don't like the sound of it i don't know like i don't think it's most of the time these movies don't happen right like i'm shocked like what actually shocked me was not hearing that they were going to make a live action sonic movie with like people with it right and jake right Marshall no was guessing. not seeing the picture of jim carrey as dr robotnik quote unquote that shocked me yes right? so like if that's I still see, with me i carry that with me yeah all the that, time so not physically I, just in my heart so if I see that, then okay, sure, it, this is it's real, it's going down. But right now, I'm just like, eh, we'll see. I, I feel like this movie's gonna be in, you know, quote unquote pre-production until that Sonic movie comes out, mm -hmm. and if it's a hit, then like this thing's gonna get fast tracked, and if it doesn't right. do well, we're not gonna hear very much about this anymore. So it does. Let's say it does happen. I, I mean, I'm I, my guess is you you don't not a big fan of like all the people saying, oh, it should be like the Mega Man cover from Mega Man 1 and that's who what Mega Man should look like. I'm guessing you no. probably don't want that. No. So then what what do you want? Who who do you who would play Mega Man like I don't know would... who would play Mega. I mean, so there were Archie actually made a series of Mega Man comics a few years ago. That's kind of like their sort of more story focused retelling of like the, the the original games. And that was actually fantastic. Like I think that's 
the kind of way to approach it. Uh, now, you know, are they? I, I don't know. Is, is Mega Man going to be teaming up with uh, Eddie Raymond or something? Like, that's almost like how <laughs> I feel like it's going to happen. I don't know. Like, who should play Mega Man? Like, if, if ever there's a time... Like, you don't... Because it should be a kid, right? But you don't really want a kid actor, so it should just be CG. And it, then it's like, well, is that... He, do, do I want that? What am I talking about? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, it's complicated, right? It's a, it's a, it's a hard one to, to uh, envision. But also, I guess, so was... Uh, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik and then also seeing that picture is even harder to imagine like what that's going to be like. Right. But yeah. I I carry Jim with me, Mike. I just, I carry him with me. He's just in my head all the time. I see that image. Okay. Um, Yeah. So new Nintendo switch next year. Big surprise, right? Most most shocking news you've ever heard. Yeah. Fun headline. What was your headline? Uh, Basically it was like a new Nintendo switch coming from the company that released six 3DSs, which is, yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of all you need to know. Like, of course, this was going to happen. Um, uh, I was almost at a point where I, w- I was a little bit surprised there wasn't one for this holiday. Like, just just even like a, just a slightly revised model or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Wall Street Journal is just saying they talked to some manufacturers uh, and, and supply uh, part suppliers who are saying this is going to happen. And they are also saying that Nintendo hasn't hasn't like really stopped and thought about um, this is exactly what we're going to do to improve it. Things are still up in the air. Um, I, I would guess though. Well, I don't know. What, what are your guesses? Well, what do you think this is going to be? I guess we could just talk about that. Cause I, I mean, this is coming. I, I don't think this is just a report. It's almost, no, it's going to happen. Year. What I don't, what is it going to be? Cause I, 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 one thing I would be too surprised to see less of focus on is the whole, like the stand, right? So you could like have the, the the portable version of it be its own screen. Is anybody really playing their 3DS in that way? Or you mean Switch? Uh, Switch, I mean, their, yeah, whatever the hell they're called. Playing their Switch uh, with the with the kickstand? Yeah, I I don't know. I is anyone like, playing like that? I, you're you're probably right. I don't know if they have like a way of like telling when the kickstand is open. But even if they do, like the kickstand breaks off so uh, so so much, I bet that there's a lot of false data about that. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've never really played it like that. I've thought about it uh, maybe here or there, but not really. Um, but I, 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 f- I almost feel like the first revision can't drop too many features that the first one had. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like if anything, they'll be like, Oh, we're doing the kickstand right this time. So you guys will actually use it. And then down the line, they take their like down the line in a few years, we will get like the portable only one. Um, yeah, or like, but yeah, not this time. Definitely not this time. No way. But, yeah. So what do we, what do they add? I guess. So like, I mean, what do you make different here? I think the most the most obvious thing is that um, there's a lot of bezel space on the Switch where they could keep things the same size and even the same form factor so that they could still fit in the same dock and then make the screen bigger and better, you know, bigger and better. Okay, bigger. Screen. Uh, I mean, th- that that's like almost without a doubt going to happen. Some sort of screen revision. Um, but I mean, I, it's it's interesting because the Switch is at a point where if you were to do a new, if you're going to do a new model. It, it almost you almost kind of have to use one of the new Nvidia chips, like well, yeah, <sighs> because they the, the the X2 came out. The X2 like there's a Tegra X1 in the Switch. The Tegra X2 was already out when the when the Switch first first like first hit. Uh, so people were thinking, oh, it might use an X2, and it it didn't. Um, since then, there's been a couple of revisions to that Tegra line. So Nvidia's made a lot of advances, and a lot of that stuff is just better battery life. 
And they're probably also like, that's the thing that they're making right now the most of. So they might be the cheapest. So you have this thing where it's most affordable to buy these new chips from NVIDIA and they get better battery life. Uh, so why wouldn't you just put them in there? And then the question is like, okay, so then what is the, like, what does the power look like? What is this new one capable of? Uh, do you sort of tone it down so that's closer to the first one, but maybe does run games some better, a little bit better, like a DSI situation? Um, or is, uh, is it, a uh, a, like a full-blown PS4 Pro situation. Which seems I, a little early for... Seems like too I, early to, like, say, hey, the games look better now, right? Right, which is why I would even consider about, like, toning it down. Like, But I, but that's the point, is that it, I can't imagine them just throwing more X1s in there, just more of those same Tegra chips in there. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, because, you know, it's all... It's all that that um, ARM architecture, so it's all going to support the same games uh, without you know having to do any work really to get them get them working. So why wouldn't you just sort of use the better, the more efficient stuff? Uh, it seems inevitable. So it, yeah, I just don't I just don't know what you do in terms of like positioning it as as a like a a more powerful machine or or not. If you just say, oh yeah, sure, some games are going to be faster, but that's not really what we're doing here. So I don't know. Uh, it's tough. Um, I, I, I would say that for sure, though, I wouldn't expect them to be like, and this is the Switch Pro, just like a PS4 Pro or Xbox One X. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, do you think anything happens, like, inside of the dock? Um, mm. Like, like, what, like what could happen? So, so I think some thinking is, like, is you, maybe the, 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 in, a portable, in portable mode, it's a little bit more powerful, sure. But in, in, in docked mode, it's much more powerful because you put stuff inside the dock stuff inside the dock itself. And then you can also sell that dock separately so people with original switches could just use the this new dock and get the same benefits. Um but I, I don't th- I mean I don't think that's a Nintendo way of doing things personally. Cause I just think they want people to sell their old switches to get the new switch. And and they don't want you to like hang on to it because like, oh, I could just get the dock instead. Like it's it's not a very Nintendo like solution, so I don't know. Um, I Man, I was talking about like I feel like I have even less idea of what this would actually be. Yeah, it's, it seems like a, uh, one that's um, I've heard like f- f- like twenty different variations on what could happen. It feels like, and no one like everyone seems pretty confident, but I, no one's like actually certain. Like I, I, everything I said could be completely wrong. Who knows what Nintendo's going to? No, you're wrong I, all the time. So yeah, I, I mean it's it's happening right now, probably. <laughs> um, but. One thing we're certain of it. This is going to, this is coming out next year. No doubt. Um, okay. Ne- next up biggest news ever. Actually, Whoa. PlayStation network is getting name change, ch- name changes, Mike, or at least developers are preparing for this. Um, so what is your name now? And what are you going to change it to? My name is Tokoto. So it's probably just going to stay like that. Cause that's, that's been my <laughs> name on everything forever. I'm, I'm the boring guy that way, I guess. Uh, no way. I'm, I'm way more boring. Mine's a, an awful name. It's uh Jeff Grubb. So, Ew. I should change it to something like Tokoto 2. Tokoto yeah. 2, Electric yeah, Boogaloo. Pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, this is something people always request. Uh, people hate their PSN names. They haven't been able to change it for years, uh, ever. They haven't, been able, they haven't ever had the opp- opportunity to change it. And um, it, it sounds like it, was, it got to a point where Sony knew they were going to do it, but they also ha- had said it was like a monumental task to change everything for they would change it back in. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Um, it, you know, maybe it's, it's a lot of legacy stuff that like started on PS3, I, I would guess. Um, and they just haven't had a chance to shed, shed any of those things. So they're, they're still stuck with all those decisions they made back then. Um, and that's, yeah, but, but it sounds like they're going to get there and soon. Um, 
I just, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily need this, but I guess it's cool that it's happening. Um, moving right along. Let's see here. Sources have, uh, leaked to Eurogamer that that Harry Potter game is real, but it's not developed by Rocksteady. I don't, I, did you see this, Mike? Did you yeah, watch I saw this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Which it, it's all, it, it almost seems weird how little like triple a advantage they've taken of that franchise, right. right? Like they've, they've done their like Lego games and for, they make games based off of all the movies and so, some were better than others. But aside from that, like not very much. So it, it seems like something like this was going to happen. It almost seemed to make more sense when they said Rocksteady was doing it. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, well, what have they been up to? Oh yeah, sure. How to make a Harry Potter game. But, but apparently now people think it's Avalanche, the just which is, people, which is, uh, kind of bananas because Avalanche was already uh, like actively announced that they were working on four different games and now they're working on another one. So, the uh, and they, you know, they've never been that, that big. So, I mean, what's going on here? I, I, my, my guess is Avalanche seems like the company you bring in uh, as experts on building an open world. Um, and then you have a bunch of other people actually doing a lot of the grunt work there, but, uh, but I don't know. It just seems like still a lot of games for Avalanche. Um, yeah, but you're you're right. This like this is a series that has never had really its its big uh, Batman Arkham style release. Give it a shot, see what happens, and it's a it's a world ripe for you know for this sort of thing. I I totally want to spend. Uh, I totally want The Witcher in Harry Potter. Like that yeah, should totally great. work. Why not? Yeah, sure, for sure. And that, and that, that gameplay looked pretty good. So yeah, so we'll see. It's I'm not the Deathly Hollows game where they just made it a third person shooter with the wand, right? Which was amusing, right. I guess. <laughs> which is a fun thing to look back on, but not exactly the, uh, the standout hit that they needed. Um, Warner brothers has kind of gone, gone after the video. That video has been taken offline and I'm sure they're not tried, happy. People have tried to mirror it. So it, it seems like it's something they, uh, that they are working on, but they don't, they aren't ready to talk about in any way. So I don't think they're happy. Yeah. Like you said that, they, that this is out and they have to talk about it or figure out what to do now based on everyone knowing. Um, some follow-up to the Telltale news. So l- l- last week we talked about Telltale um, shutting down, basically, at a, f- a skeleton crew. Um, the, the, the first reports coming out of this were that the remaining skeleton crew were laid off because um, one of the original people that tweeted that this was happening, that Telltale was laying everyone off, followed up and said, yeah, remember how I said I was going to be on that remaining crew? Uh, JK, we were all just laid off. Um, so the assumption there was that, that the, the 25 person crew staying around to work on Minecraft story mode for Netflix was all gone. Uh, she's like, no, actually it's just my team. So it sounds like there were smaller teams among that. 25. So it's a skeleton crew of the skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Fine. So there, I mean, telltale hasn't confirmed any of this, but, but, uh, you know, as far as we can tell, they, you know, they haven't denied it either. And people have reached out like, you know, I've reached out and asked about it and stuff. We we're not sure, but yeah, so that you know, still sort of in the act of disintegrating before our eyes. So yeah, very fun. It's pretty um, much done. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, this is it. Like it's, there's yeah, yeah, they are at Twitter. Yeah, Telltale is done. Sure. Are they saying like like supposedly they're trying to like get like another studio, not just to finish Walking Dead, but to rehire the ex staff from it? And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like so weird. I think there's a lot of stuff happening with that, and they're saying they were saying. They definitely said that they were looking at what they could do to finish The Walking Dead on the record. I don't know if they've come out and announced anything like we're going to get people rehired or not. I, I don't. But, but I mean, by the time any of the, any of that happens, unless it happens in the next couple of days, most people have are going to have found jobs just because the, the market's hot and those people are all really talented and you know they're going to make decisions and they got to get paychecks. So, so yes. Yeah. Um. 
here's a here was an interesting thing that I decided to throw in here. So FIFA Ultimate Teams, uh, ra- uh, their odds of like of what you'll get in a card pack has been revealed. Um, this is something you like a, a, a couple countries require. China requires it, for example. Um, I, I I don't know if this is, if this is the same for every market, but this is what is available. So um, in every pack of FIFA Ultimate Team, which is like the the card game where you cl- you build a team using cards and then you field those players. Uh, you know, as you like your deck or whatever, and you play an actual game of FIFA soccer. Um, and each one of those card packs, you get a gold player guaranteed. Uh, but the rating of that player is going to is going to be determined uh, by these odds. So a gold seventy five plus rated player, uh, which is you know seventy five and up, you you're guaranteed to get one of those at least. Um, you have a forty one percent chance of getting an eighty two plus player. 4.3% for an 85 plus player. And then their ones to watch player, which is like their name for like their, you know, their legendaries, like oh, okay. uh, who, that's less than 1% uh, per pack is, is your chance. And that's all they say. They just define it as uh, less than 1%. Um, I think this is kind of, I think it's right in line with, I think what most people have experienced. I mean, it sounds pretty similar to something like Hearthstone, right? Like you've seen the, those numbers going around at this point, right? For, for, I don't even know if you still play Hearthstone as actively as you once did. Not as much as I used to, but, and I, I couldn't tell you what those numbers are exactly, but right. Yeah. But there's, their thing is a bit different to, yeah. you know, the rarities and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yes, exactly. I mean, I guess this is like gold would probably just be a named player. And then whether or not you get a good one of those is, kind of whether the uh, different range of whether or not you get a legendary or not, but it's, um, yeah, I, I think people see this and they're like, Oh man, that's maybe even worse than I expected a little bit for the ones to watch players, less than 1% chance. Uh, yeah, I'd have to buy more than a hundred packs to get like a, a really decent chance. I mean, getting one of those. has like, um, a lot of these things they have sort of, uh, was it like unlucky for like forgiveness yeah, thing? It, right? It's a progressive scale. Yeah. As, as the more you play and the le- and the fewer or the more times you go without getting the best possible rank of card, it, the, the chances go up. Right. Right. Like eventually like in Hearthstone, like you, there is a point where you, I, I forget how many packs is, but eventually you will get the pack. Like it's right. Like, and that's, a, that's something they added, added over time. That was not the way it worked at first. Right. I don't think so. Yeah. I think, and in general, most, most, yeah, most of these sort of card games and the gotcha pawn games don't, don't tend to work that way. And, and, you know, it's sometimes they, they, they work more like the, the monopoly game from McDonald's where uh, s- certain cards are actually still common, even if they um, are more powerful. And then there's the one that you really need that is super, super rare. Um, but yeah, uh, ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's that's definitely popular in Japan. That's the way it works there for those gachapon systems. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, people are going to look at this and then they're going to say, "All right, well, I'm uh, I'm just going to keep playing. This is the game I play, and I'll keep spending my money." So I, I'll, be, I'll I will be interested to see if there's any sort of uh, dip in playership because they have uh, these numbers available, or if, they, if or if things continue as they always have, which seems likely. Um, Ooh, okay, yeah. So we talked about it actually a little bit last week. We're like, oh yeah, well maybe we'll find out something about whatever. I don't re- don't remember what we were talking about, but we would find out about it at PSX at the PlayStation <laughs> Japan event. Turns out they were going to have one. Like they announced it right after we got done recording, basically that they're they're not going to do one of those. Um, I, I I'm a little surprised by this. Did uh, did you have any th- sort of thoughts about like, oh that's a, a bummer that they're skipping? Again? I mean, I guess when you think about it, like I I don't know, like. 
it's probably true of last time, but it seems like we know enough of the future slate that it's like, well, what are they going to talk about right. at such an event? But it's, but it is still kind of like, you know, these things are, are good at getting people excited and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So yeah, it's a little weird. It, it does seem like it's a victim of, of Sony's success, uh, at, especially at putting on events. Um, last year's PSX was pretty widely criticized by the biggest fans because they were expecting a certain level of announcement and that just didn't happen. And so they came away disappointed. And that was the conversation is, you know, that Sony had a disappointing PSX. And I think Sony was like last year, they were like, actually, no, we're trying to, um, cause I remember the show was just a series of interviews and stuff. They were trying to reset expectations to a point where, uh, no, this is not exactly what you guys thought of or, or even what we've done in the past. This is more about just a, uh, a chance for us to talk about our games and talk with you and, and celebrate. Uh, and isn't that great? And and no one sort of got that message and no one really cared to, to hear it. Uh, and so when they come to this year and they're like, well, we kind of have we're in the same situation regarding like what we can talk about. Spider-Man just came out and they've explicitly said this. I think Sean Layden explicitly said like Spider-Man's out now. Uh, everyone's we've you know, we've shown off. Uh, Days Gone a number of times and Dreams. People have seen those games plenty at this point. Um, so it doesn't really make sense to kind of bring everyone together to just talk about those. Um, what does it make you think about? Because some people were saying, oh, this is they don't have any games because PS5 is coming. No, um, I, everyone's jumping to that conclusion. And I think that's a little nuts. I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't make I still, sense. I don't think that makes sense. I think it just, I think everything else makes sense that we kind of brought up, right? That it's just that they're worried about this one people they've already shown the games that are coming soon kind of enough and they just might not have that big surprise to show off right now whereas maybe by e3 they will so right yeah and it's like i just the the ps5 theory only makes sense if they are holding back every game for the ps5 and they're not going to come to the ps4 anymore or the PS4 Pro anymore. And I, I just don't know if that's like, if you release a PS5, like the, those games are going to run on PS4 Pro, right? Like that is just going like, are they really not going to do that? It just, I, I don't know. It got me thinking. I, I don't know how, the, how either of these companies are going to approach that, but you would assume that, you know, most people who just bought that, you know, that new shiny super powered system would still be supported by future games. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it's, I don't t- think, it's a tough I, one. I don't think. That, yeah, it's like I, I can't imagine you can release a PlayStation Five and have those games played on older systems or anything like that. I, I don't. But know. I mean, it's it's I, I just can't like it's all x86 now. Like it's all running on the same architecture. Uh, and and the, the whole reason they did that is so they could do something like PS4 to PS4 Pro, uh, where the jump is like you know it's a noticeable jump, and the games still run on the old system. And it feels like okay, well, now we jump again. And we leave behind the PS4, but now the PS4 Pro is supported still. I just, and, yeah, I just don't see any logical like the sales for the consoles are good. The games coming out from good. Like nobody has criticized like recent AAA games for not looking good enough, right? That has right. not been a complaint, right? Like, I, like I, at all. I think maybe on the development side there might be some like, oh, we're really having to get creative. But the point is that they're still finding places to get creative with how to and, render these games. And you're, I guess, you're hearing like what CD Projekt Red say things like, oh, we're not going right. to like current gen hamper our game or, or what have you. But I don't know. It, it just seems like next year still just seems early to even announce. Like maybe announce. I don't know. Maybe you can announce. Maybe talk. Maybe admit that it's happening. And I still talk about yeah. It two, like 2020 still seems the earliest to me, and anything before that still seems kind of nuts. 
Yep. And, and, you know, you were saying the sales are good. The sales are up year over year for the last several months. I think every month this year, maybe they've been up year over year for each hardware platform, uh, or at least most of the time and, they've been up. So it's like, why would they and, and, mess with this? And they saw like this time around, it's not like you can release the PlayStation 5 and still like have people buy your PlayStation 4 games. Like that did not happen last time. Mm-hmm. So why would, I don't, you, I don't think you could really take that risk again. Yeah, and, and like they're making the most money right now from like free to play games like Fortnite. Fortnite's making a ton of money for uh, Sony and Microsoft. And that's all about like people feel good about the systems they have. They're playing games on there, but you know, and they're spending money and and there's a huge install base. And why disrupt that? Why mess with that whole system at all until you have to for one at least one good reason, which I would struggle to find one at this point. One good yeah, reason. To- yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't understand what the benefit of it could possibly be like, like whenever you make the PlayStation five, it, it'll generate excitement and, and it'll be a oh, yeah. thing. Like a, you don't have to do it now. Yeah. The only, the only reason I could think of at this point would be that people are talking about it in a way that they're expecting it. So the longer it doesn't happen, the more they're going to be like, what's going on. And, and, and that's it, but that's not a very good reason. I think uh, just like letting people's imaginations run away with them uh, is something you're just going to have to deal with while you continue to rake in all of the money and like reap what they've sown over the last, like since 2013, like they, the, the system's success sprung on them so shockingly and so surprisingly that they like, okay, we got to throw all this money into all these games and get the, get everything set up and just continue to sell systems. And they've done that. And all of that investments now is now coming back and they they can, you know, sell systems at it's still a high price, while they're making them for, for you know less money than ever, and they're just going to make this is when they're going to make their money, and they're not going to screw with that in any way. So yeah. All right, just a couple more stories. Um, speaking of, well, you know, we haven't talked about it in a while, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, <laughs> Google announced its Project Stream, and it's uh, doing a play test, which is basically like their cloud gaming service. Uh, this is just a test. Project Stream is just the name of the beta that they're running, where they are going going to. Uh, let people who are 17 years and older and have a 25 megabit uh, per second internet speed or faster um, go ahead and sign up and play this game for free in Chrome is basically how it works. Uh, and this is just, yeah, this is Google using its cloud infrastructure to make a, make a gaming service. Um, that's all the details we really have at this point. They haven't announced like it, when this is going to go live for consumers, like what the pricing is going to be, what the name's going to be even, it's just a test to see, like, oh, how can we improve our cloud infrastructure? Basically, is how they're presenting it. Um, but yeah, it's it's it seems indicative of like what they're thinking. We have a Google event coming up soon, uh, which is going to have hardware. Yeah. Do you do you think that there's any sort of gaming hardware at this now that we hear about this cloud? Then I don't know, maybe a little bit. I'm what you know how skeptical when on. Yeah, Almost I'm, I'm right not there. hateful of like all this cloud stuff because it just clearly isn't. We're not ready for it. So like, I mean, yeah, I think it's good that people are working on it. But whenever they kind of try to announce it as a thing to get consumers ready, I almost right. feel like there's something disingenuous about that. Yeah, well, I, we'll just once it's ready, we'll know. And until then, we could just continue. I feel like keeping it at a distance and ignoring it almost. Um, but I, I mean, do you think that Google has like any like? hardware side stuff to go along as uh, you know kind of like maybe um i think microsoft strategy of like oh cloud and local boxes or whatever i don't know like like there's gonna have they're gonna have some sort of some sort Android of thing i don't yeah. know yeah me neither. like maybe because it was i i think it would be a bad idea but they might do it yeah 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that that all goes. But um, I mean, it's definitely interesting. It's, I mean, hey, if you want to sign up for that, I don't know if they've like selected everyone yet. You could play Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free, which is you know that's pretty cool. I don't know yeah. how big that test is going to be, but and there's no guarantee you'll get in for sure. Um, okay, the final story of the day of the week. It's um, Nintendo has patented a Game Boy case for touchscreen devices. Um. This is, I think this is something we've uh, seen other people, I think, nah, not Hori, I can't remember who, someone definitely made one of these for the iPhone. Yeah, these uh, things so, are kind of been floating around. Right, exactly. Uh, and, you know, Net, Nintendo obviously would then maybe just patent it to say, people should stop doing this. We have the patent for this and we're never going to do anything with it, but you should stop. Um or, or maybe they do have plans to do something with this. It's hard to tell uh, with, with Nintendo, with any company, really, just based on patents. Uh, but is is this something that you would want? I don't know. Eh, probably not. You know, I don't know. No, I, yeah. Like, I definitely like, just want a Game Boy Classic at this point, which... Right, that would be far more exciting to me. Which, it seems strange to me that they're doing this because they could just make a Game Boy Classic, and maybe they are, but, like... I don't know. It seems kind of muddy the potential of how. I mean, yeah, and, and maybe Boy. maybe this is the Game Boy Classic. Maybe this is how they're going to do it. Is, like, uh, but I just don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm with right, you. but I don't like that. I, like it doesn't make a lot. Like screens, like the screen that they would need to put into a Game Boy Classic is like pennies. Excuse me, it costs like pennies right now. You can get like a really, really, really cheap LCD and put it in a and put it in a little device, and it'll look way better than any Game Boy screen ever did for sure. Uh, and we, 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 you know, we see this, like there are, um, uh, like Chinese mock, like uh, sort of, uh, fakes of Game Boys that have all the games built in and a bunch of other weird, like, uh, ROM hacks in them as well. And they sell for like 40 bucks. And that's because screens are so cheap that they can afford to do that and still make a profit. So, so yeah, I, I would expect Nintendo to be like, let's just do that and really make some money with the Game Boy Classic instead of having to make a bunch of different models for different phones or just for iPhones or whatever. Um, yeah, that seems un- unlikely. It doesn't mean this thing isn't a- another distinct device with an, with its own purpose, but sure. um, I don't think it's definitely not the Game Boy Classic, I don't think. Um, okay, that, and that does it for the news. We can go ahead and get out of here, get the stuff wrapped up. So I'm going to hit that button. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell everybody where they could find you on the internet? You can find me at gamesbeats.com. I'm also on ebpodcast.com. That's where I do my podcast with my brother. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tolkoto, uh, T-O-L-K-O-T-O, unless I go after Boogie, I guess, and then I'll get banned. Who knows? <laughs> God, yeah. That was... Not Nettie Oxford got banned from... Or suspended, at least, from Twitter. I don't, I don't even know. I still don't know what she said. Yeah, uh, I think they dug up some old jokes she made, uh, and I don't even know what the joke was. I doubt it was all that bad. Yeah, it probably wasn't as bad as saying that. Uh, you know, there's a bright side to the Holocaust, like Boogie did. So, can we uh, can we just real quick say that it he what his point was? Uh, the, I am very I'm a very nuanced boy, and I not everything nothing is black and white. The Holocaust it was bad, but some good things came out of it. And it's like Homedog actually, you could say the Holocaust, black and white. It but was just bad. Did he clarify what he thought the good things were? I, I don't he's know. a big Schindler's List fan. He wouldn't have had that movie. People, people said that to me on Twitter. Like, oh, we got Schindler's List out of it. They and actually like, did say that. Someone literally said that to me. And I'm worth it. I, worth it. My, yeah, my eyeballs are still bleeding. It's like 
no, like, so you're saying things aren't black and white, and that's your that's your analogy, and it doesn't work because actually, no, black and white Holocaust, black, it's bad. Like, what, the point you were trying to make is shades just, of gray. Yeah, yeah. There's the point is like silver linings. Uh, even a, even the darkest day have silver linings. That's what you're saying, and if that's what you're saying. What an awful analogy. Like, there are so, so many, many better... other things you could have. Yeah. Right. Because it's just not like no one's going to want to hear about your damn silver linings for the Holocaust. It, oh, uh, it's boy, Boogie. Boy. Ah. Boogie. I couldn't stop thinking about that yesterday. But that uh, there's there's an old tweet around. that's like Boogie ha has the worst takes on everything. And that was just getting retweeted yet again yesterday. So people don't know Boogie. I guess you can you. Google him, but just he was a he was a gamer of the year, wasn't he? Oh my god, of course he was. Yes, <laughs> of course he was, because he said the Holocaust wasn't like, had some bright side. All right, uh, all right, we're going. Bye, we're bye, bye. Yeah, we get played off. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week.